0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 79 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Star McEwen. Star is from Pima, Arizona, where she is a massage therapist who also manages a fulfillment center for a local business. Welcome, Star. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad to talk to you today. So, you know I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that?
1: All right. Well, first I wanted to start out by kind of with my stats, just from listening to your podcast and everything. Every time somebody starts out with like an age or their job or something, I just feel like I'm able to like relate more from the beginning. So perfect. Yeah. So, okay. So I am 37 years old and I will be 38 this March, which is 2020. Um, I'm Five, five, really long legs. So everybody thinks that I'm super tall, but I'm just more of an optical illusion.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> That's because- funny that you say that because I'm five, five as well. And I have really short legs. So I think leg length does make a difference, doesn't it?
1: I guess so. Because every time you say you're like real tiny or whatever, I would think, oh, she must be like one or something. I never
0: even <laughs> knew how tall you were. How funny. Well, I actually just measured myself recently and I thought I might have shrunk a little bit. And my husband said I was like 5'5 five, five and a half, almost closer to 5'6. I was like, what? But it, yeah, I have short legs. So I wear petite size pants. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I'm actually more like the five, five and a half. And I usually cling on to that half. But for this, I was just going to keep it simple. But (laughs) I get it. I I have six kids. I've gave birth to four of them. Their ages are pretty crazy right now just because of birthdays. But they're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 and 20. the the 20, yeah, the 20 year old, um, she's obviously out of the house and stuff and living away and living life and doing amazing. But I basically have two sets of twins, kind of like I have two seventh graders right now. And then I have two freshmen and then I have a junior. So super, super busy. My kids are very active. Um, they each like play one to two sports. And again, that was with junior high and high school. So from like August to April, <laughs> I'm like in a gym. Like that's where you're going to find me as in some sort of gymnasium somewhere. Mainly been a stay at home mom up until like the last five years. I am a massage therapist. I have been one for 20 years now. I started massaging uh, about four or five years ago at a chiropractic office for a while. And then I moved over to a spa and was there for a little while. And now I'm doing the fulfillment center and I work about 25 to 30 hours a week. So just to give you a, a little bit on that. So the quick version that I'll try to give of my story is that I related so much to you when reading your book, because just hearing about all trying this trying that you know how the the fad diets or whatever just i had done everything and and i did try all the fad diets but i also like always tried all the next newest exercise plan that came out so p90x insanity like the zumba at home and like all those different things started coming out cuz i was at home mom with little kids so going to the gym wasn't a thing so I did anything at home that I could and then of course bought any kind of product I could or
0: It's funny that you mentioned that because I haven't talked about my own exercise I would do the same exact thing Just like you I don't really want to go to the gym and it wasn't necessarily because I had six kids at home but it was because I just when I got home from teaching I didn't want to go anywhere. I was at home. We just moved over the summer and I had a collection and I got rid of them all, but it was DVDs. It was this set, that set. It was just funny because I did the same thing. Yeah. I I didn't ever get P90X though. That one, I just somehow knew that was not going to be right for
1: me. That wasn't going to (laughs) work.
0: No, I had one of those little things that you get on, you're supposed to, I don't know, rocked. Oh like yeah. Go. Rock back and forth and get some abs or something. <laughs> something, Yeah. I even had a thigh master back in the day. Did you have one of those?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like with just the spring and Oh yeah. Just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I went through a divorce in like 2009 and then I recently had, or I got remarried in 2010 and from about 2010 to 2014, I was a certified Zumba instructor, taught Zumba twice a week, went to my best friend's class that was twice a week as well. So Zumba four days a week. I also was an avid CrossFitter. I, I CrossFitted and Zumba, which which I got a lot of crap for doing both because wow, yeah, you just don't mix. But yeah, uh, anyhow, I loved both. I loved everything about it, and at that time in my life, it worked. And my days were crazy. I mean, I just woke up, I got my kids to school, and then went to the gym. Was there for three or four hours. We live in a, a small town, so when you go to two quote unquote town, you get everything done that you can while you're in town. So I would drop my kids off at school, go to town, work out, do my errands, come home, have about an hour and a half or so kids would come home from school and then repeat. And that was just, yeah, that was my life. And at the time it it worked and I was fine and I was functioning and I was weight wise. I was around 160 pounds of like solid muscle though. Like this was probably like a time where I was my absolute healthiest in my life is between those years from about 2012 to 2014. And then in the middle of 2015, we decided to build a house. So this took so much out of us. So we were living with some of our best friends at the time with all of
0: our all of our kids in their house, bless their heart. I cannot um. even imagine the stress of doing that because we're doing some work around our house right now. We have, um, in fact, the painters are upstairs and I told them to be very quiet. <laughs> they're, they're painting, we're repainting. And we had a bunch of trees taken down that needed to come down in our yard. And just the stress of like, What paint color we were going to paint and which limbs to, you know, or what trees. I can't even imagine the stress of building a whole house. But y'all did it.
1: Yeah, we did. And and yeah, and then not to mention like having to like live somewhere. It wasn't even like we didn't have our stuff. You know, we were just living upstairs in their upstairs of their home. I mean, we had our clothes and everything, but we were staying in their beds and so I mean it was just it was just crazy.
0: So going a terrible, to the, stressful time.
1: Yeah. So going to the gym for my three to four hours every morning wasn't even like possible. <laughs> anymore. So that's kind of when I started, I quit working out. So, and then in about 2016, we had some pretty devastating ailments that drastically impacted my life and basically forced me to get on antidepressants, which of course just led to more weight gain. And then I was in such a funk and such a dark place that I was just miserable and I felt terrible and the weight just kept coming on, coming on, and I would think, okay, I'm gonna go back to the gym. Okay, this week I'm gonna do it. And then I would just slip right back into like fad diet mode and like, okay, I'll just go to the doctor and try get back on fentramine. I'll just go I never tried the HCG because I'm deathly afraid of needles. And I I didn't know that you could take that there was oral thing. I thought you had to right. just get injections. I did but- the
0: I did the needles. I came home from the doctor with that packet of Syringes and the little vial and the alcohol pads, you know, to give myself those shots. So, yeah, that's how desperate we get, right? Oh, yeah. And you don't think
1: like when you're in it and when you're caught up, I guess, in it and like searching for the next d- fad diet or not, I, I don't know. Like sometimes you don't even realize that that's what you're doing, but you are doing it like daily or you're constantly like on Google, like trying to find the next thing. What's working for you, right? Oh, she looks so good. I wonder what she's doing. And then you'd find out that and Oh, everybody's buying these little containers. And if we just eat these six containers a day, then you're going to be skinny. Oh, okay. I'll try that.
0: Oh yeah. I did that too.
1: (laughs) Uh, Like, it's just crazy. Like I think about all the like meal prepping and like all the, everything that I did. My, my oldest daughter is a, she's into weightlifting and everything and looks absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the, it's just blows my mind when I see pictures of her that I'm like, I created that human because she's just like this <laughs> goddess of like right. muscle and, you know, and, and she works out like crazy and she eats, you know, all the time. And so we we would meal prep and stuff when she lived here and before she moved out. And I just think about like all the times I ate like cold chicken at one of my kids' games because that's what time I was supposed to eat. It says three hours after this. And then, because we followed a program one time that was a real expensive program. It was called Renaissance Periodization. Hopefully I said that right. But um, the CrossFitters out there will know all about that. Okay. But- yeah, see,
0: I'm, I haven't heard of that one because I, I didn't do CrossFit, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you pay a whole lot of money. And they're like a whole bunch of doctors and nutritionists and different and personal trainers. And you kind of get your own personal program, I guess that like works for you. But it's like, really expensive. And but you had to follow it. And it was like this giant chart that was like on, that I had printed out. I have a, a best friend that works um, at a copy center, had her print out a big old poster and I had it on the refrigerator and it was green and red. And this was the green stuff I could eat. And this was the, I mean, I was doing it and, it, and I was in it and it worked for me. But then when everything started changing in my life, like there was just no way I could go back to like that whole working out crazy and trying to eat and just to try to stay fit or whatever. And so it's not supposed to be uh, that hard though, is it? No. And that's what I should
0: not have to like read a chart to figure out what you're going to eat and what time you're going to eat it.
1: Exactly. And I wasn't like, I know, at least I never felt like I was somebody that overate or I mean, I did try everything I took by Salas shakes. I, you know, I drank those, I did mill replacements. I did just so many different things all the time. And I don't know, I just feel like it shouldn't be that hard. And then I feel like, why is that person? She's looked the same forever. Like, what does she do that? Like, why, you know, why does she not go up
0: and down or whatnot? And can I tell you a funny story really quick? Sure. You mentioned the um, the shakes. Uh-huh. I, I like to read my Facebook memories every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and seven years ago today, on this day, I just pulled it up because I read it this morning. It seven years ago today in 2013, my status was: I am starving. I am not the kind of person that can drink a shake for a meal replacement, and then I said, hashtag Get me some food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. So, the fact that you said that, I just, all those people that are just like, I had a shake and then breakfast and for lunch, and then I had a sensible dinner. I'm like, I had a shake and then I was starving. (laughs) Then I ate all the food. Then I had another shake and then I was hungrier. I mean, they, I just don't know. Those people, I can't do it bless them. Yeah. The people I that don't can know. Stick to it. I
1: don't know why it like, it was like the one thing that happened to work for me. And it like had, it was like this tri blend of proteins. And so it was like, not just whey and not just soy. I mean, I thought I had found the miracle thing then, you know, and this was way back forever. Anyhow, it just, I'm actually a certified personal trainer too. never took it to use, but went through the whole training of it all. So, I'm, you know, I'm being a massage therapist, I'm very aware of the body. I'm very, you know, I've worked out and I've trained myself for, you know, so much and read up on so much stuff that I'm just like, I was so frustrated. Like, I just didn't understand why this was happening to me <laughs>
0: and why the weight just kept coming on. And then I just so how much weight did you gain during that period? You said you were, you were for a while, you were around the 160s and that you were very fit and felt great at mm-hmm. that size. So how much weight did you put on during this stressful period? I put on
1: uh, 45 pounds, 45 to 50 pounds. Yeah, and then that just doesn't feel good at all. Mm-mm. And slowly, like, it just seems like like I would kind of, throughout the year from about 2016, you know, you would slowly see mom out of pictures. And then like from about the last, like probably three years, you're going to find like five pictures on my Facebook feed of me because I was just, I stayed out of pictures. And this last May, my two kids had graduate or promotion, whatever they call it now from eighth grade. Um, and to, you know, they're going to high school. So we had taken them to Disneyland, just those two and, um, their older sister. And, um, we went to me and my husband, we took them, we went to Disneyland and that's like a, our most favorite place to go as a family. Uh, me and my husband, we go there, just me and him all the time. People think we're, crazy. And like, why do you go to Disneyland when you have no kids? And we're like, have you ever tried it? It's so fun. (laughs) Nobody has to go to the bathroom. You don't have to get out of line. You eat when you want. Like it doesn't
2: cost $10 million to have lunch.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so, and I, here I am at the happiest place on earth, you know, or whatever. And I'm like miserable almost and like hard to enjoy myself because I, I don't know how,
0: how to explain it. Oh, I understand it. That's just like my cruise story. When I hit the wall in 2014 and it was being on vacation on this wonderful seven day cruise in the Caribbean and trying to do all these amazing things and hike the Mayan ruins and dragging my 210 pound body up those stairs. Yeah. I could totally get it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I was 30 pounds heavier than I was when I was nine months pregnant. You know, like I went, I'm like I just, I never in a bazillion years thought I'd hit
0: 200. Like, and I literally, like, even to say it out loud. I know. I get it. It feels like, you know, we worked so hard to keep our weight at a certain level. And then it just felt like 200 was such a threshold. And I remember mm-hmm. when I was getting up to the 180s and the 190s I was like well you know as long as I never get over 200 I can stop it now and the exactly. day that I finally got on that scale and saw it was it started with a 2 mhm it felt crushing yeah like devastating yeah right now I have a question you mentioned phentermine that was that was something you know we talked about you know the hCG from a doctor the phentermine from a doctor i um was prescribed phentermine from a doctor when I weighed around, I was probably around 163, I think, when I first started taking Phenermine and got down to, you know, right around 130, 128, somewhere around in there. And I I took it for several years off and on. And that was before I really started struggling with obesity. Did you take Phenermine for a period of time before your weight really kind of spiraled out of control? Oh, yeah. I, I had taken it on and off, like,
1: not within the last, like, probably eight or so years, but I'm just, but before that I had dabbled, that's when I had dabbled in it before.
0: I just, I feel like it has a long-term effect for, for me, weight loss got so much harder after it. After that. I think, I think it damaged my metabolism, I guess. And I just wondered if that, if you felt like that might have been part of your own struggle, because really right after I stopped taking it is when I gained 50 pounds in 18 months
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely, I feel like with any quote unquote diet, that's honestly what happens. But I think with phentermine sometimes in the eight CGs, the worst too, because I just think you just don't eat hardly any calories is basically the thing. You take the phentermine, you have the energy, you're, you're not hungry. So you just don't eat. So bottom line is no nutrients whatsoever, no proteins, no, you know, we're like nothing. So I think that's why the weight gain is just so in excess when you start have when you start eating any kind of food, and then right away we're like, oh, I, I'm sure it's that the cake or I'm sure it's the sugar. Or I'm sure it's the bread. Well, no, it's probably just the food because you haven't been eating. even having like 500 calories for the last however long you've been on whatever diet. You need on. like a
0: few bites and the phenamine controls your appetite. And you're like, oh, I'm not even hungry. <laughs> and oh, I didn't eat any food today. Right. It's not good. But it's so different than intermittent fasting when you literally are not eating food. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally different for your metabolism yes absolutely on
1: on may 9th of 2019 is when i tried the newest thing that came out it was called Modair. i think is how you pronounce it i'm not sure but it was like this thick substance that you like would squeeze out onto a spoon and you, t- you took one tablespoon and it was going to make you skinny and you just took it every day and like so th- it come with some pills that you took every morning or something. And those were like fat burning pills. So it was like, take your fat burning pills. And then once a month, it also came with cleansing packets or whatever. So every night, one packet for three days, blah, blah, blah. And so May 9th is when I started that. And I was like, okay, it was like 200 bucks a month, but I was like, I don't even care. Like I'm willing to do
0: anything after that
1: miserable, miserable Disneyland trip. So,
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I spent for one of my HCG rounds that I did through a doctor's office here in town, you know, I actually drove as far as an hour away to get HCG at one point from a doctor in another town, but I think I paid $1,500 for a six week program. Oh geez. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was like, for me, it was like, I'm spending all this money. I am not going to fail. You're going to be accountable.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then
0: I had to go and weigh in every Friday mm-hmm. and this young guy was weighing me and so I was not going to be a failure. not going to be a failure. Yes, exactly. No, I paid all this money. Darn it. It's good. You know, it it's nuts to think about, but we were so desperate.
1: Yes, you are. And until you're there, I don't think you fully, truly know. People don't get it or they think they know or they're like... I feel like even I'm because I've kind of been skinny basically my whole life. I never was like, quote unquote, overweight or anything like that. I mean, that's a whole different set of issues that I had from childhood. But to go from being skinny to gaining all this weight, like the image of like, I don't know, myself, just the recluseness that I, you know, just not wanting to go anywhere and just like pulling away from everybody. And then you just take more medications and more. It's just right. I don't know. It's just—it's a vicious cycle. It is. And it's like, and then you feel like you're drowning and you can't get out of it. And then I just kept telling myself, okay, everybody said once you hit 30, it, it's just downhill. Everything goes to pot. So I started thinking, well, my joints are starting to hurt, blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's, it's cause I'm over 30. It's cause, Oh, it's cause I'm over 35. That's why, that's why. So I just started like, convince myself that like I don't know star you were fine all these last 37 or 35 years and I don't know what the heck happened to you but you're just gonna have to deal with it and you're
0: just gonna be a fat grandma and that's just how it's gonna be I don't know I just yeah yeah and we're we're rejecting that now aren't we we're the whole idea of well it's just what happens you just are gonna gain weight with age and the whole idea that that is something we just have to accept as quote normal and expected. That's not so. And we don't have to accept it. Thank goodness. It's not.
1: So my, I guess when I get, that was a little bit longer than I wanted, but to get to when That's I right. started fasting. So May 9th, I started taking my Modera stuff. Um, I actually did lose. So I was 205 in May 9th. And then I started taking that. I was The first month, I think I lost eight pounds or something. So the scale hadn't moved in four years. So of course I was like, I knew it. I found the Miracle Motor Oil. It's, I found it. And so I bought the next month. And then towards the end of July, it was like July 22nd. I got a text from a childhood best friend and it was a picture of her and her mom. And I had commented on how great she looked and she said, Oh thank you. You know, I've been doing intermittent fasting. I've been doing a m- 1 meal a day for 2 years now and I'm the same size that I was in college. And she said, "I know you don't like to read, so you should get this audiobook and it's called Delay Don't Deny by the author Jen Stevens." Yeah. And uh, she said, um, it's worked wonders for people and she's she told me that she had given it to some other friends and they were seeing like a lot of weight loss with it. So I downloaded the book. Of course, it took me a while to listen to all of it because I'm crazy busy. But August 19th of 2019 is when I started with my true fast, true clean fast or whatever, because I kind of considered my from about May till August is when I was kind of transitioning with jobs. So I kind of consider myself like, cause when I read your book, I was like, Oh, I kind of already like do that. Like, I don't even like breakfast or like in the morning, like breakfast would just be, I hate eggs, like absolutely hate eggs. So anything egg would be out the window. So it was always something that needed to be a, a shake or a bar or something, right. you something know, quick, something quick. Yeah. And I'm usually getting everybody else their stuff. And then it'd be like, Oh, great. What, what can mom grab? Oh, there's a muffin. So then when I'm reading your book, I'm like, holy crap. You were just like, Oh, here you go. Insulin. Let me just jack you up at like seven in the morning all
0: day. Like, and yeah, it just, it suddenly all makes sense. Doesn't it? It connects why I was always so hungry after having those shakes because my body would release insulin and then my blood sugar would crash after not very long. And then I was starving. And then I was constantly on that roller coaster that never stopped from the minute I started putting something into my mouth and then continued all day long. It was just one thing after the other.
1: And then I was one of those, the whole hangry thing, like ask my kids like, "Whole, oh, if you're shopping with me and it's like two and we haven't eaten, mom's probably going to bite your head off. Like, and I mean, I would get to restaurants and be like, I need like your freaking chips and salsa and everything you got like right now like I'm starving to death. So when she first like told me like it didn't even throw me off the one meal a day or anything like that. I just was like fasting like I I don't know like I can't even go, you know, X amount of time or I can't even fast all day on Sunday without like thinking I'm going to pass out. Like I don't know. I just was like no, it's like those excuses that pop in your head or that like I can't do this. Oh my gosh. One meal a day. Oh my gosh. You want me to fast? Oh my, it's like, ugh, just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's like, yes. just stop thinking so much star. Just like, just do it. Just, you know, Well, if
0: we can, if we can have a thick substance on a spoon and try these crazy shots and all these, you know, if, if we can do that, we can fast.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm like, I can do anything. And so I would like to mention that, um, heart disease and diabetes are very, they run really high on both sides of my family. My father actually had quadruple bypass surgery when he was 40 years old. He was only expected to live 10 years after that surgery, but he actually made it 20 and he passed away at the age of 62.
0: Oh, wow. That's young. Yeah. So, um, you know, me, you're not Native American. Are you? I'm, I'm just wondering, I know when I hear Pima, I think Pima, Arizona. I think of the, the Pima Indians or the Pima, Pima Native Americans. But I'm
1: not. I'm actually Hispanic and a okay. blend. My dad was from Alabama, blonde okay. hair, blue eyes, and then my mom's Hispanic. So, um, so no, but so that's what I
0: think of when I hear, when Pima, you hear Pima, Arizona. That's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just wondered because I know that um, the Native American population. Oh yeah, the, the Pima lots of reservations, yeah. and
1: yes, definitely. So throughout my life, I've had blood work done just because I have a pediatrician told my mom once when I was young that I was going to have be susceptible, I guess, to really high cholesterol because of how bad, I guess, my dad's heart or whatever, I guess, just super hereditary. So I'm actually kind of excited that I have some blood work because I, you know, I hear people on your podcast all the time and they're like, "Oh, I wish I could have had some to compare." So I'm really excited to share this. So in 2014, when I was my absolute healthiest with diet and exercise, so we're talking the working out three hours a day, Zumba, the CrossFit, the big program that I had to do with my eating chart and everything. Okay. My cholesterol total was 208, which is high. And for people that don't know, so next to my number, it's like, Oh, it's in bold. You're high, you know? Okay. So my, um, LDL was 134, which is also high that my doctor was like, you're weighing like 155 to 160 pounds and you're super fit muscle, solid muscle, like you're fine. This is just your hereditary thing. We're just going to watch you. So he would say, come back in a couple of years. Well, I didn't go back for like three years, but I did go back in 2017 because, you know, I was feeling like crap. So I went to the doctor and was like, you have to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm gaining weight. What's going on? And, you know, he would say, oh, stress. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm under stress. Oh, here's some more pills for your stress and your depression. And so here's some more medication. And so in 2017, when I went and I don't know what I was weighing in 2017, but I'm guessing it's around one. 80 to 190 or something. So in 2017, my cholesterol was 314.
0: Oh my goodness. That's up quite a bit from the prior 208. Up over a
1: hundred. Yeah. Over a hundred. And then my LDL 2 245. Oh my goodness. So I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm turning into my dad. My arteries are like, I just went a hundred points on both of those. I just like skyrocketed. And then my TSH, so a thyroid or whatever was 5.8. So they're like, oh, your thyroid's not working. That's why you're tired that's why you don't have energy. Like that's why you're gaining weight. You're going to take this medicine and it's going to be fine. So I left there with high cholesterol medicine and thyroid uh, medication. That was my blood work for back then. So I started my intermittent fasting and I'll just get to my stats. And then I'll go and follow up with my blood work that I actually had in November. So I'll get I'll get to tell you guys where where I'm at and where intermittent fasting brought me. So the first week of intermittent fasting, so I st- I just I completely started that day. It was um, the exact date was August nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. That was when I was doing I started my OMAD. I was going to do what Jen did. Jen said <laughs> she did four hour like a four hour window. I'm like, I can do that. And then I would so I first start when I. Started I started with that. I don't want to scare people. I did. I, in my back of my head, I was going to start with that. But then when I quote unquote started, I'm like, you know, six or seven ish is like good. Like yeah, a eating window, a I'm like, bit. I'm going to ease in a little bit more. Cause so in my head, I'm like, okay, well I hate breakfast. So now we're just going to stop strike spiking our insulin. So star, just try to make it to like 12 or one. So I get to like 12 or one every day. Like no problem. I just drink water all day. That's all I, that's all I would have. So I would just drink water all morning and then 12 or one, I would make my lunch and I would, it was fine. And then every day I just kind of slowly started scooting my window a, a little bit more. And then in the first week I lost five pounds That's and, awesome. and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is because the scale did nothing for four and a half years, but go up and so to see it like well besides my drinking my motor oil but that didn't count so this was something (laughs) that I'm like I've been eating
0: anything I want. I ate and I, and I
1: say this sort of with a grain of salt, but I'm one of those that, that has eaten whatever I wanted. I do have a soda. I have a, it's not diet. It's a regular soda. I have pizza. I have Taco Bell. I have whatever I want in my eating window. And that's how I started. That's how I started was eating. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to eat whatever I make for my family. So my busy day, I would just be like, okay, whatever it entailed, whether whatever dinner was, it didn't matter. I didn't have to think about what I needed to make for me to eat healthy and what my kids needed. There was none of that. It was just like, okay, what are we having for dinner? And then, you know, and then I don't know, it just was so easy. And so after two weeks, I lost 11 pounds. Wow. After one month, I lost 14 pounds. After two months, I lost 20 pounds. After three months, I lost 31 pounds after four months, I lost 40 pounds. Wow. You are just rocking it.
0: <laughs> 40 pounds in, in four months.
1: Yeah. And I was going to my, my doctor that was re- keeping the, with my blood work and everything. And I would go in monthly to check things and check my weight and, and stuff. And he was just like blown away. He just kept saying, you're my poster child. I'm not, I'm not using your name, but like, I'm just blown away. And he kept asking me every time I'd go in, tell me the book again, tell me the book you read. (laughs) What is it called? I mean, he just like, is he's like totally flabbergasted that like at where I'm at. And so in about four and a half months. So by Christmas, I had lost 50 pounds so, from that start date of the end of August to Christmas time, um, I was down fifty pounds. And- I was so
0: hoping that you knew when you said you first heard about the book on july twenty second
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, did you know that was the day before my fiftieth birthday? Mm-mm. So I was like, "Oh, please let her say she started on July 23rd. On July 23rd, <laughs> dang it! I would be on, on Jen's 50th birthday. But you heard about it on the last day. I was 49, so that, that's we'll we'll go with that. But 50 pounds by Christmas—that is remarkable. And you had not been able to lose weight at all, at all, at, at all, at all. And I I
1: did take measurements because personal trainer, all that kind of stuff kicks in and you're like, okay, I got to measure, you know, and I, I like your little tip with your, like, I don't weigh anymore. I just keep my little measuring tape in my closet and I pull it out every once in a while and check my waist. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of like a neat idea, but I never ever measured. But in July, when I was my heaviest, I, I did take measurements. So I do tell everybody like, I know as much as you don't want to, and you want to like do it in the dark. I don't care how you do it. Do it yours. I did it myself. I didn't have, I didn't have anybody else do it for me. And so they might be off a teensy bit because I didn't, you know, but I just take measurements. So my measurements from July and then I just took them on the twentieth the other day. Of January.
0: Of January. We're recording January. this in That's, early February for everybody who's wondering. Yes, <laughs> Because I'll be listening to it in April. That's okay. So you took measurements in late January.
1: Yes, of two thousand
0: okay. uh-huh. Uh, 20, yep. Twenty. yeah. And um
1: I lost five and a half inches off my waist. Wow. I lost nine inches off of my hips. Wow. I lost four off of my right thigh and I lost five, um, and a quarter off of my left thigh.
0: All right. Right. thigh. what you need to get with the program left. Thigh. No joke. Well,
1: I'm, I was trying to figure out why my left thigh was a whole inch and a quarter bigger, but I think, I don't know. I'm left-handed and I swear you, okay. I only, I'm like handicapped when it's my right hand. So I swear I must like step and do everything with the left side of my body. I don't know why. But well, now are they the same? Did they get,
0: are they the same now? now They are.
1: They are. So now my right thigh is a half of inch bigger. So my right thigh that was smaller is is now half an inch bigger. And that could be my measuring skills of myself. It, It could be, but either way, they are both measuring about the exact same. So, well, that's good. So that's a total inches lost of 24 inches from only measuring four areas. So to take that into consideration is literally mind-blowing to me as,
0: yeah, I just... That much off your waist. I mean, our waist measurement is one of the most important measurements, but five and a half inches is huge. You know, how many clothing sizes did you lose? Uh, (laughs) Oh, quite a bit. It might be hard to know because I was wearing really stretchy clothes when I was at my biggest. So I never, I didn't wear a pair of jeans for four and a half years. Yeah, I get it. It was, it was uncomfortable to wear them.
1: I, yeah, I wasn't about to buy a size, whatever you have to buy to wear jeans that big. I'm guessing I'm 15, 16, somewhere in there. Wasn't about to even do it like, nope. And so I just, if I had black stretchy yogas on with a shirt, then that was perfect. It's just really, really changed my life. So November, and so this was three months into intermittent fasting. I, uh, the doctor said, we're doing your blood work again. Like you've, you know, you've been losing weight. Like we're, we're doing your blood works. I'm like, okay. So I get it back and I open it up and I, I don't even look at the numbers. I just look at the bold to the side and I just see that they're both highlighted still. They're both bold. So I'm like, and telling me I'm high, you know, in my, um, so I kind of threw the thing to the side and just drove home and was like super depressed. And I was like, seriously, like, I really thought this fasting was going to change like my numbers. Like, cause I was really starting to freak out. Like I'm going to die. I'm not going to be around for my kids. My dad had a hard, a quadruple bypass surgery two years from the age I am. Like I have to get my crap together. Like I want to be here for my kids and grandkids, future grandkids. And so I got home and my mom, like my mom's been a nurse for 40 years. So health nut and everything, I hand her everything. And I give her my old ones and I say, here, I don't have time to look at this, but can you compare these? Cause I'm just, I'm really like depressed because I feel like my numbers haven't changed. And so I went to work and I came back and she's like, Oh my gosh. And she's like freaking out. And I'm like, What? So in the end of November, my blood results showed that my cholesterol was 209. Wow. So it was 314 in 2017 and it was 209, which is only one point higher than when I was at my absolute. Healthiest I've ever been. Yeah. So, and then my LDL, 145. So again, those so it's are, still
0: very close to what it was when you were at your healthiest.
1: Yeah. So a 134 is what, what it was at my healthiest, and so, but to go down a hundred points in my LDL and to go down a, over a hundred, over a hundred points on, on my total cholesterol, I'm just. And then it just blows my mind. And then the TSH that was 5.8 before, because I saw this on there and I'm like, what the heck does that, what does low mean? And so then I was like super mad and my doctor's like, was like dying laughing when I went back in to like, get the whole report. Cause I just wanted the, the results and I went back later for him to explain it to me. And so, uh, it, my TSH was 0.097. That Wow. <laughs> and so it went from, and so they're like, and I had gone to a, um, whatever the specialist is for your thyroid. I had gone to one of those and they said, yep, keep taking that thyroid medicine. Like you're probably like the starting of Hashimoto's. I can feel your thyroid, blah, 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 like all this stuff. And so I just thought like, great, I'm screwed. Cause people that have bad thyroids, they just are always fat. So I'm totally screwed. I'm going to be fat forever. They said my thyroid's not working and I'm supposed to listen to them. Right? Like and so he's like, oh, well, that means you're actually making too much. So now your body, so before your body wasn't working and it wasn't making the TSH or, or you know, whatever it is that it makes. And now your body is. And so now we're going to, we need to start, you know, weaning you off. You can't just drop off some medication. So he's like, so now we're going to start weaning you off the thyroid medication. And so. Needless to say, I'm not taking any cholesterol medication anymore because that one I was able to just completely stop taking and then, but the thyroid one, we are going to kind of wean off of that per se. But so from a total weight loss, I was hoping today, I was hoping so bad I was going to get on the scale and hit my goal weight because my goal weight when I first started this was 140 that was in my head. And I don't know why 140. Everybody always, what, why'd you pick that number? I don't know. I just did in my head for some reason. And I'm two pounds away. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm, so I was like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be able to take a picture of it because it's my day to do my podcast. But I, but I haven't been eating that great either. So I'm like, what do I expect? But like, <laughs> I'm still just so like, even like in awe about just all of it that I just can't even express enough. Like I, I have a really hard time talking about it because when you go through, I guess, I don't want to say when you go through something, cause that sounds terrible. And I don't know what verbiage to use when I'm talking to people because I feel like I'm like, I know how you feel. Like I went from skinny to fat, obese, obese to feeling like my life was worthless and I just needed to take it to my life back again. Like it's unbelievable to me. And like, I have a hard time when like how to tell people about it. Cause I feel like Cause people are finally starting to reach out to me again. Cause before it was like star, put your head down and just nobody talk to me, please. You know? And so now I don't walk with my head down anymore. So people are making eye contact with me and they're like, you're looking r-. and you could tell they're like super nervous to talk to me, but they're like, I don't know what you're doing, but like, you look really good. And like, I, have a hard time like I don't even know what to say because I just want to be like delay don't deny and run away because <laughs> well, that's okay you can do that because <laughs> I'm like or I want to be like I'm doing intermittent fasting but don't give me that look about fasting and right. tell me that I'm you know starving myself because I eat more calories in my window whether my window window is four or six or because I move it every day and that's what I absolutely love about this is like, it truly is a lifestyle. So the biggest thing when people say, Oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Or everybody thinks I went and got my stomach cut out. Like right. most of the people in town did, because that's what, I, but I was getting ready to do it too. I was ready to hop on a plane to Mexico like everybody else and go get my I stomach have the surgery. Well, because, you know,
0: people can't imagine that you did this without the surgery because that's what these days it's almost like a given. Well, you know, you better just have the surgery, right? Yeah,
1: Exactly. I just feel like it's something that's so, if nothing else for like the health benefits. and like, I mean, I all those the stories you hear, the people that come for the health benefits and stay for the weight loss. I think that is so amazing that somebody came to it for, for that actual reason, me coming to it for the weight loss. And like, I'm absolutely sticking around now for the health benefits because I want to be able to be a Nana one day. And you know, right? like, I have a lot of kids to still take care of my, you know, my youngest is 12. Like I need to be here. And I, I don't know. I just, I can't express enough to people that it quit calling it a diet. Like, and I'm, I'm in all the groups on Facebook, which I absolutely love. I, anybody that I even kind of tell about this, I always say, you have to join the group and you have to listen to this podcast and don't like don't listen don't join anything else don't don't search it just join <laughs> this and this avoid like, the bad advice yeah right? because it's like, just <laughs> like there's so much like I don't want to say bad but there's just the controversy with everything of course but I don't know I just feel like if you do it and you live it it's just wonderful
0: <laughs> there really is a lot of confusing information out there. And that's the part that is frustrating because, you know, there are a lot of books about intermittent fasting and more and more of them coming all the time. You know, this celebrity trainer writing one and that celebrity couple writing one all with intermittent fasting. But they say things, you know, like, yeah, put cream in your coffee or yeah, add the coconut oil. And then people try that and fasting is harder than they expected or they don't get the results they wanted. And they're like, well, I read it in this book or I saw him on the TV show and he said to do it. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it just, it makes it, it makes it hard because then people are like, yeah, I tried it and I couldn't stick to it.
1: But my favorite thing is like (laughs) when they say. Well, they say that you can't and they say, and, they, and I go, who in the flip is they, <laughs> they like, all I all want them. to know, they all do. please, because yeah. I tell me who's they. Cause I can tell you that Jim Stevens says, well, <laughs> blah, 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 or, you know, Dr. I, wouldn't, Fungs.
0: I wouldn't say uh, it if I didn't think it was true. I'm really not, you know, my goal in life is not to make everyone just have boring coffee. My goal is for you to have long-term success. And I've just, you know, I've, I've seen it every way. I've tried it every way. And I've seen how people change their lives when they change over to the clean fast. But, you know, just today, for example, a friend of mine, he was worked in, in the school system where I worked and then he moved away out of state to another one. But one of his friends was doing intermittent fasting. And so he tagged me and said, oh, you need to talk to Jen Stevens. And he just tagged me in it. And... Um, I was scrolling through it. I mean, this is just a random Facebook post on someone I don't know, but I was reading it and somebody's like, what do you drink during the fast? And someone else said, oh, you know, as long as it's under 50 calories, it doesn't break the fast. And I was like, all right. So, do I really want to get into it on this random person's Facebook page that I don't even know? <laughs>
1: See, that's what I have such a hard time with because people say, or like even right now, my husband like he hasn't hopped on board yet, and he's like tells me every day like uh, he's I'm amazing and he's just blown away. I don't know. It's just so funny where it's like really that like cream or really like diet. So it's like, I don't know. like it just it's one of those things where like, You just have to like quit asking or making the excuse type of thing. It's like, it just works. And it's just like all the health benefits from everybody is just, or from like the stories that you hear from every which direction is just like mind blowing to me that like more people haven't caught on.
0: So, you know, I really do encourage people to, to fast clean. And I, what I did on that Facebook post is I very cheery, cheerily just dropped in my clean flat fast blog and like, Hey, you know, I just, you may like to read this and I blocked it, dropped it in there. And then I like ran. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because I'm not here to argue with people exactly. on Facebook or make them feel bad about what they're doing, but I do want to spread the, the message that the clean fast makes a difference because every time someone starts it and, you know, Maybe get some advice that isn't in line with, you know, what I think is important during the fast. And then they they don't succeed. They might be like, well, I tried intermittent fasting and it doesn't work. And so that gives it a bad reputation. Whereas when people start it and, you know, they're doing the clean fast and they have all the, the benefits and they feel great. I think people are more likely to stick with it. And instead of just quitting. So, you know, I do think it's important to spread that message kindly. You know, I'm not going to argue with a stranger on Facebook about it. I'm definitely not. But in my new book, Fast Feast Repeat, coming out um, June 2nd, it's available for pre-order. I have something in there called the Clean Fast Challenge. And for anybody who thinks that it's not making a difference or that it doesn't matter, you can just challenge them say, hey, you know, try the Clean Fast Challenge and just see. And, you know, you may think it's not making a difference, but try it this way. Give yourself, you know, a month to six weeks of it this way and then and see if you can notice a difference. Because I really think people don't go back once they discover the clean fast.
1: Well, it just blows my mind, like with the people's pictures that on in the Facebook group with like how much younger they look. I'm just mind blown. Like, sometimes I have to creep people's Facebook because I'm like, there is no way that's the same person because they <laughs> will look like 25 years younger. Right. It just, yeah, it just blows me away. I truly believe in intermittent fasting and that it is an absolute lifestyle and the easiest thing that I've ever done, ever, ever. And I have tried everything.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah. And, and I'm, I'm so glad you just took to it. Like, you know, it just automatically felt like the right thing. It was just you so didn't natural. struggle. Yeah. You just did it. And the weight, I mean, the weight just fell right off. You just, <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, you know. two
1: pounds, so I'm 60. So now I'm 63 pounds down. I'll be, uh, if I get to my, or when I get to my goal weight, I'll hope, you know, I'll, it'll be 65. I just love it. I just feel like so much energy, and just like you don't realize what a slump you're in until you get out of it. And people can talk to you till you're blue in the face all day long, and you just don't truly recognize it until you're out of it. And now I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm alive again. Like I'm I'm off the antidepressant medications, which I was already pulling off of those before intermittent fasting, but completely pulled off of all of those as well. So to be only be on the the barely the, the thyroid medication, you know, for now and then gonna have be taking nothing and then we'll just monitor everything with my cholesterol from here on out. I just feel like I finally found the lifestyle that God intended me or intended all of us to live like it just like the, the your podcast just the other day I think with someone where she said you're a vessel Jen like thank you like I'm oh, absolutely you. believe that like that's how I believe divine intervention God whatever you want to call it works that that's how he works here on earth he has to emplace those certain things in certain people so they can spread what is the truth type of thing and I truly feel like that is what it is with you. And well, thank you. I mean,
0: you know, I, I feel like I, I needed to be obese and feel that way and have that struggle in order to, you know, be able to relate with to people. relate to it. Right. And to appreciate how good it feels to feel healthy mm-hmm. and, and strong and lean and agile and yeah. the ability to just, you know, do what I want to do with my body and, Lean and sit on the floor. I mean, you know, all those things. I couldn't reach my toenails, you know, to paint them over my big belly. Yeah, I couldn't do all those things. And
1: I didn't even want to, I couldn't do that either. Like the toenail thing, like you said. And then I didn't even want to go to the pedicure place because I was too embarrassed to be this fat person sitting in the chair getting my toenails painted because I was thinking they're probably just thinking, like, yep, you're too fat to paint your own nails. Like, and I
0: was, though, I was. (laughs) I could not. I mean, I remember when yeah. I was pregnant with my second child and I couldn't paint my toenails because my belly was in the way and my husband was painting them for me and that was super sweet. But then when I got to be 210 pounds and I had that big belly in the way, I'm like, I can't paint my toenails again. Hmm. And it just reminded me of, but I couldn't ask my husband to do it. That would have been way too embarrassing. Way
1: too embarrassing so, at that point. Yeah. Hi, honey. I can't reach my toes again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm fat, no other reason. You know, and it was hard to do the things that you need to do in in daily life. And so... It just feels so much better to be able to do it.
1: Disneyland makes everybody happy and is the happiest place on earth. I don't care what kind of mood you're in. It it truly is. And so when you go there and you don't even want to be happy and take a picture, then there's something wrong. And and I don't believe that that's the way that we're supposed to live our life in misery and unhappy and have to be on schedules and I have to work out or I have to do this or I'm going to Feel like crap, or I have, oh, yeah, I could eat that, but then I'll have to do 50,000 burpees. Uh, no, thank you. This podcast is supported by FedEx.
2: or text Wondery Pod to 500 500.
0: Yeah, exercise is not a punishment for enjoying food. No, and I absolutely know that exercise
1: is important. And I absolutely know that exercise would have enhanced my results and I would probably be a little bit toner in areas, but like I don't have saggy skin. That's the other thing, like it blows my mind. Like all these people that lose weight as fast as I did by their stomach surgery or whatever, they do lose super fast, but they, they're not eating any calories. So they're getting no nutrition while they're drinking their chicken broth for four weeks or six weeks or whatever it is, you know? And so they just, they're they're the, the whole autophagy or whatever, and the skin tightening, like a, I don't know. It's just,
0: it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it really is. So we are almost out of time. So as we get to the end I always like to end with, what would you tell someone just starting off off with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you just started?
1: Okay. I've thought long and hard about this. Okay. (laughs) A couple of things. Biggest thing I would say is to take some pictures and measurements. And believe me, I a hundred percent know that you don't want to, but do it in your own secret chambers and slide those pictures into notes. Nobody will see them on your a photo feed. If you've got an iPhone, just put them over there. Then my kids could scroll through my photos all they wanted. Um, and so do that. You, it's so important. You will be blown away because you will not realize what you looked like. Even my kids now, my kids will tell me, mom, I didn't even realize like that you are that big. Like they just, I don't know. They were just used to it, I guess. Um,
0: And can I say one thing? Take your pictures wearing clothes you won't mind showing people like a bathing suit because you're going to want to share your before photos. Mm -hmm. I have this actually in my new book as well. Do not take pictures in your underwear because you think you're just for yourself. (laughs) You're going to want to share them on Facebook. And yes, people boldly share their underwear photos every day. (laughs) You know, we're in a closed Facebook group, but you might be glad you're wearing your bathing suit instead. That's just a tip from Jen to you.
1: Yes. (laughs) And to focus on those non-scale victories because something that I didn't mention, but I was about to send off my wedding ring to go get it resized because I haven't been able to wear it for four years, almost five. And about a month and a half, two months into intermittent fasting, I was washing my hair and my rubber ring that was, you know, five bucks had fallen off and I was all, uh, that's weird. So then I was like, I wonder if my wedding ring would fit. And I'm like, no way. No way you're too fat star. It's not going to fit. And I put it on and it fit and I cried and it was amazing. So pay attention to those non-scale victories. And I just truly believe that moderation and finding balance is the absolute key to everything, whether it be church, work, school, sports, eating too much of anything is bad. Too much church, too much work, too much school. Like it's, Finding that moderation and finding the balance is key. And I feel like this is truly the way that God intended us to live. Like, if you think about it, I like to pretend that I know how Jesus's daily life went, because why not? And I don't think Jesus like woke up and was like, ah, you know, I should have some bacon and eggs and then coffee and maybe some bagels. And then, you know, I'll go hit the sheep and see. Uh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> no. he woke up and he was off to daily studies, prayers, tending to sh- whether it's animals or real different sheep, whatever. And then I bet you he'll come back, eat around lunch. I bet you he had a really yummy dinner from a whole lot of people, and then went to bed and did it all over again. So basically, he intermittent fasted.
0: And so we can keep our life simple and yes. and, and we don't so have to make simple. it complicated. Yes. Well, on that note, Star, uh, I need to say goodbye, but thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Jen. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at dot com, and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story.